Hey, Ross, where are we? We are outside and with a very special guest. Hi, Grandma. Hey, Ross. How are you doing? I'm doing so great. Are you doing good, Dad? I am doing well. I think I know this woman. Your grandmother is my... She's your mom. Ah, it's all happening so fast. Yeah, well, you guys ready to know everything? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. Today, I wanted to talk to you about this amazing thing that Grandma does. She takes seeds from vegetables and fruits that she eats, and she puts them in a pot and waters them and sees if they grow. I have noticed this. It is one of my favorite things about my mom. It's so cool. We'll be having a sandwich with avocado in it, and meanwhile, the seed will have been plopped into a jar of water, and then... A week or two later, the sandwich will be long gone. I'll think I've forgotten it, and there'll be something sprouting out of it. And that's not the only thing, is it? What do you grow, Grandma? Sometimes I take the little seeds that are inside a green bean and stick them in a pot just to see what's going to happen. Sometimes they grow. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I take seeds that have grown out of a flower I really like the seed head that forms from the end of a poppy, and I wait until next year, and they're all dry and look like nothing's going to happen, and I sprinkle them in the garden, and guess what? They sprout. They do. But I have to tell you, if you plop an avocado seed into a jar of water, it's not going to work. You have to prop it up on toothpicks so that only its bottom part is in the water. Oh. This is a pro. It's like your own lunch becomes your next toy box. <laughs> yeah. And also, I remember one time you told me you took a dried up garlic. Is that right? Oh, this was so much fun. I took a clove of garlic that I bought at the supermarket. And it looked like it was going to be yummy to eat, but definitely well past its growing stage. And mm -hmm. I just stuck it in a flower pot with dirt, and I watered it. And in not very long at all, green shoots were coming up, and I could snip them off, and they tasted like garlic. Wow! And you can do that with uh, little white onions. You can do it with big onions, anything like that. Plants wow. really want to grow. Give them half a chance, and they'll go along with you. I'll have to try that sometime. Now... I kind of get choked up because I started thinking of it as a big metaphor for people, too, that sometimes I'm a dried up garlic self or a gnawed down <sighs> avocado. And yeah, maybe put me in a little dirt and water. Maybe save me till next year and put me in the sun. Maybe prop me up on toothpicks if I just need a little extra support and I'll grow, too. <laughs> what do you think, yeah. Grandma? I think it's a great metaphor, but I think you're probably just as well growing the way you usually do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll stick the avocados in my body instead of stick myself in the avocado jar. That's a good plan. Yeah, that might work too. Okay, Grandma, are you ready to read today's poem? I am. 
and I picked one specially for me. <sighs> it's called Our Grandma Kissed a Pumpkin. Oh, boy. By Darren Sardelli. Now, people think that grandmas sometimes act a little goofy, but you uh. decide. Our grandma kissed a pumpkin on a Friday afternoon. She also kissed a crayon and a giant red balloon. I saw her kiss a chipmunk eating cookies with the queen. She kissed us in those costumes at our house on Halloween. <laughs> Would you like to read it? Yes, please. Our Grandma Kissed a Pumpkin by Darren Sardelli. Our Grandma Kissed a Pumpkin on Friday afternoon. She also kissed a crayon and a giant red balloon. I saw her kiss a chipmunk eating cookies with a queen. She kissed us in those costumes at her house on Halloween. Hmm. I like that poem. It's funny. You think that's so weird. She's kissing a pumpkin, a crayon, a giant red balloon, a chipmunk. I like that the clues then, come one by one, too, because it makes no sense up to that point. But then the chipmunk is eating cookies with a queen. So you yeah. go, Grandma's not the only one acting a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it turns from... The general observation to she kissed us. Mm -hmm. You get right back. So it surprises you at the end. And the first you think, oh, this is a poem about a crazy old lady. Mm -hmm. But grandmas usually know what they're doing. Yeah. What is your favorite Halloween costume you've had so far, Rasa? Wow, that's hard. I think I'd probably say when I was Medusa for Halloween last year. I remember you had a mermaid costume, too, and it was amazing oh, to see yeah, that a was... running mermaid, running house to house. Somehow you were able to combine the two. Yes, that was a pretty good one, too. Now, Grandma, do you have any favorite memories of costumes on Halloween of me or my sister, Ross's Aunt Lucia? Oh, I remember one year your sister, Aunt Lucia, wanted to go for Halloween as a Hershey's Kiss Oh, and she wore a little kid's swimming ring around her waist and we wrapped aluminum foil all around her and made <laughs> her into a Hershey's kiss. Oh. And somewhere along the way, the aluminum foil didn't work quite as well. Mm -hmm. So she ended Halloween as a bathing beauty wearing a swimming tube. Ha. <laughs> To be young and covered in aluminum foil. <laughs> the last segment of the show. Grandma, do you have a vexing question for us? Yes, I do. This is my vexing question. I only recently learned that the country formerly known as Swaziland, changed its name to Iswatini two years ago. How does a country officially change its name? Is there some international body that registers name? Or do you just do it and wait for everybody to catch on? Mm, name changes for entire countries. Have you heard of this, Rasa? Oh, I did hear that Swaziland changed its name to Iswatini. But I have no idea. Well, should we dig into it? Yeah. 
I'm back. And I have got the answer to Grandma's vexing question. Ooh, what is it? Eswatini, as the country is pronounced, is one of the smallest countries in Africa and the continent's last absolute monarchy. In that sense, changing the name was easy because one person, the king, was in charge. He made the announcement at the 50th anniversary of the country's independence from British rule, which also happened to be his own 50th birthday. Huh, that's so funny. Happy birthday to him. And the country too. (laughs) Now, the new name simply means land of the Swazis. The king said it was better than Swaziland because with the old name, other people around the world kept confusing them with Switzerland. (laughs) At the same time, picking a new name means lots of work behind the scenes. Eswatini had to register its new name with the United Nations and the Commonwealth, which is a political association made up mainly of former British territories. Eswatini also had to change the name of their army, their police force, their national airline, all the money, and their constitution, where the old name Swaziland appeared more than 200 times. Yikes. Online, you can already find the new name if you look the country up on Wikipedia or search for it on a map. And other countries have actually changed their name since. It's not even the most recent. In 2019, for example, Macedonia changed its name to North Macedonia. The reason is they wanted to join the European Union, but another member nation, Greece, had been blocking their application because they had their own province called Macedonia. Think of it as a country-sized version of, I called it first. (laughs) Now, if you could change the name of our country, what would you choose? Wow. I don't know if that's happening anytime soon, but Slime Land. Slime Land? Grandma, you got any choices? Well, that would certainly go for some people I don't like very much, but I think in general that's not the name I would choose. I like the United States of America because it suggests that we all should be working together, whatever our separations. It's the unity I really like. Hmm. Together, slime land. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a winner. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.